0: Today's quote Only when we are no longer afraid do we begin to live. And that's by Dorothy Thompson. We've all heard this saying that fear is crippling. I can attest to this on a very personal level because I'm realizing now how much fear has influenced the ways I've operated and how they contrast with a more fearless approach to life. Live fully because anything less just isn't living. That's a vibe. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Good Vibes with Robert Alexander. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Good Vibes Tribe. Thank you for your subscriptions, and thank you for listening. Please subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or follow on soundcloud.com backslash robertalexander7. Now let's get started. So in my almost 30 years of living, I've come to realize quite a few things dealing closely with fear. Thing one, whether you do it or you don't, the world keeps turning. For the longest, I would contemplate doing things and I would put a million barriers in front of myself because I did not feel like it was gonna be the perfect execution. And looking back, I wish that I would have done it and and I wish I would have gone ahead and failed at it so that I could learn and continue to work towards my, my goals and my dreams. But unfortunately, I let fear prevent me from growing as rapidly as I now understand that I can. And that brings me to thing number two. Trying and failing is better than the unrelenting regret of never trying at all. If I'm going to be completely honest, there are only two things I'm afraid of. Well, okay, I'm lying. Uh, there are centipedes, heights, clowns, <laughs> and most importantly, my fear ew, of growing old and wishing that I took more chances. I'm really grateful that I've been blessed with the mind and wisdom to understand this while I'm still young. I like to think of us as humans as wet clay. And the older we get, of course, the more set we get in our ways. And though I'm not as pliable as I once was, as a very young person, I'm still able to mold myself and mold my future. But the, the wisdom that I'm grateful for is that looking back, there are things that I could have done differently. And I just don't want to make that same mistake twice because the older we get, the more that we will have on the line. And the less likely it will be for us to change those things or at least the harder it might be for us to change them. So with this episode, uh, if you haven't guessed by now, the subject is fear. And I've broken it down into three categories. The first one is approval. The second one will be uh, rejection. And the third will be change. So let's start with approval. So the connection that I have uh, regarding approval and fear is The fear of not getting that validation or that approval from people when perhaps that validation is how you learned to excel or go forth in decisions that you've made. That is very personal to me. And what I've learned is that you can't please everyone and you'll only lose yourself trying to. I've learned some very valuable lessons in my romantic relationships. Uh, Life teaches us in many, many ways. And this is just a very uh, pertinent and forthright way for me to use analogies and explain this. To be completely honest, uh, in some ways I've lived many lives and I've learned many lessons in my relationships. I used to think that you had to become a match to your partner instead of just naturally becoming, you know, or not becoming, but naturally being compatible with your mate. For anyone who's listening and does not know that that's not the way that it goes, um, Don't be insulted. Don't feel silly for it because this is something that I learned very recently at 29 years old. But when my relationships would fail, I automatically went to what's wrong with me. And what I've learned looking back is that the only thing wrong with me was that I was getting lost in the sauce when every relationship that I was in because I didn't have that sense of self. And I did not maintain a sense of presence. It's very powerful to have self-awareness and it's very powerful to know who you are in and out. It's very important to spend that time with yourself so that you don't get lost in anyone's sauce. This is me speaking to my young self and perhaps your young self or your current self. But my point in this is that when you're operating in a place of seeking approval to proceed and to be validated, That's how easy it is to get lost in it. And that's why I say I've lived so many different lives because I've tried to be a mate to so many different people that the day I stopped caring is when I really showed up. In life, I've always seen this analogy of seeing myself submerged underwater. uh, Let's just say four feet of water, something that you can stand up out of. And I imagine myself sitting underwater, holding my breath for as long as I can, and then eventually just rushing out of the water and taking a deep breath. That's what it feels like for me to really embrace who I am and accept who I am and live in my truth. Underwater, no matter how long I hold my breath, is not my habitat. And so it is almost a second lease at life to take that first breath. It's the most beautiful thing. And I, I'm sorry to go on tangents, but that's just the whole purpose of Good Vibes is to inspire people to take that first breath. So let me keep on going. I'm feeling really preachy today, y'all. I'm sorry. This one's, this one's probably going to run a little longer, but just roll with me. Another thing I've learned is that it is important to strive for being your best self to then gain trust in your own judgment. So this goes hand in hand with approval, because the day that you learn that you are are in great hands and trusting yourself. is the day that you no longer look for validation outside of your own self. And to play devil's advocate with myself, I certainly believe in learning from others and I cherish the concept of mentorship. But I also recognize that in developing my own self-awareness, I have a better chance at mapping out where I want to go than anyone else does. And I've only established this mentality because I kick myself every time I put my responsibilities on others, especially (laughs) when I know I knew better. So to sharpen this skill, I want to challenge you all to do something. Take a small risk. And instead of making that phone call to that friend that you normally make a phone call to or your mom or whoever it is, just stick to it. Keep it to yourself and watch how the results change. I did this when I went to L.A. a couple years ago. I went to L.A. for a week, uh, Wednesday to Wednesday, all alone. And surprisingly I lived. (laughs) I didn't die, nothing crazy happened and I realized wow okay I can take care of myself well enough because okay so some backstory. I did not have the college experience. Uh, I'm a hairstylist for anyone who doesn't know so I didn't so I personally did not have the college experience. I went directly to the cosmetology school after high school and so um, this was the first time that I was away all alone. I'm the youngest of five, so I have a lot of people who tell me what to do constantly. So this was the very first time that I did that. And that exercise, which I didn't know was an exercise, but that exercise really showed me that, okay, though no one treats me like I have this sense of responsibility, I actually do. So I want to challenge you guys to just do something only for yourself. Keep it to yourself. Watch how it blossoms, or if it doesn't, learn from it, but just keep it to yourself so that you can sharpen and develop your own independence and self-awareness. So the next part of this is rejection. I'm grateful for every experience that has molded me into who I am because before I knew why God moved me, I fearlessly called to interview at a place I now call my salon home. Little did I know that it would be the beginning of so much growth, empowerment, and development. This is why I'm obsessed with outgrowing my old shell, because time and time again, I find myself in situations that make me nervous, that make me sweat, that make me anxious, and as I get through them, as I survive them, as I excel through these experiences, it makes me stronger, it makes me 10 feet taller, and it makes me understand that with the right mindset, there is very little that you can achieve. In previous years, romantically, professionally, and otherwise, I've always taken a passive approach. I would just go wherever the wind blew me. Probably, possibly because I didn't want to take full accountability for my actions. I just kind of let life unfold as it did. And now that's unfathomable. That's unimaginable. Like, not being the star of my own movie, of my own life. um, It's just, I can't even call it life. It was just existence. But cheers to change. So speaking of change, that brings us to our third subtopic. Um, Change is something that I've learned to embrace. It used to be the scariest thing to me. I still have some hardwired ways of being a, hmm, uh, well, I'm a creature of habit. I buy the same sandwich. My morning routine is the same. I form sequences very, very quickly. And though there's nothing wrong with routine, I find it very easy to form habits and routines in other aspects of life as well. So what I've done is challenged myself to do something different every day, from trying a new machine at the gym to taking a different way home from work. And though these things seem pretty mundane, what it does is I am slowly trying to rewire my mind to accept and embrace change. And I challenge myself to accept and embrace change in a slightly bigger way each time that I do it so that I don't get so fixated on one way of anything. I hate to keep bringing things back to romance, but that's been a very huge chunk of my life for a very, very long time. And so um, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but uh, speaking of habit, only for the sake of speaking of habit, um, my relationships, they were the same thing. Fear of change, you know, it, it comes up again because I kind of attracted the same type. Though none of them looked the same, uh, now that I'm looking back, they were all the same type, and I don't have to explain what the similarities were. But when you begin to embrace change, even on a small level, you are planting a seed, and that's just really amazing. So stay with me. Um, I planted a seed. I began to plant seeds a long, long time ago, and I did not know what the outcome was going to be. I did not know what these seeds were. Um, I was just... Subconsciously, ready for something different, ready for something new because I started to understand that what I was doing was not working for me anymore. And in making those very small changes, I am now in a work environment that is, as I've compared to in previous episodes, a garden uh, to which I am constantly being watered and constantly blossoming. Um, I have a brand new perspective on love. I have a new love for myself. And also, on a spiritual level, I have a better, stronger bond and and connection with God. So in just some small and subtle changes, you can change your entire life. And if any of this resonates with you, then I challenge you to embrace changing your life as well. Because the only thing constant in life is change. So I haven't done this since the first episode of season three, but we have another table shake. And to keep it all funky and keep it all relative, I am shaking the table at the concept of projection. So walk with me. I I definitely love and appreciate the advice that people give. But before I gain the emotional intelligence to express that in the end, the decision is mine and only mine, it would frustrate me to sit through a lecture of why I should or shouldn't do something. Side note, it also caused me to be dependent on people's validation. That's Part of what I spoke about earlier, I became so dependent on what someone else thought about what I would do that I relied heavily on people's opinions of what I should do. Generally, our advice to others is based on our own experiences. In trying to save a friend from a familiar heartache or pain, perhaps we are trying to really save ourselves from ever enduring the pain in the first place. Up until now, I've survived every single thing that I've encountered and they've all contributed to making me the person I've learned to love so much. So while I have your attention, my friends, my Good Vibes Tribe, I want to thank you for your input and advice, but I also have some advice for you and also for myself. Never get so invested in what someone else is doing to the point that you begin to rob them of their experiences. So what I mean by this is, though you did not appreciate or enjoy something that you've gone through, um, and you see someone else going through that, you also have to understand that that built character for you. That made you who you are. Uh, our lives are comprised comprised of an average of good and bad experiences that have taught us things. For example, when you fell off of a bike as a child, you skinned your knee and you realized, oh, that's not something that I can do. I have to be more careful if my bike falls and so on and so so forth so many lessons that we've learned through pain i'm not necessarily saying go out and get hurt but i'm just saying live your life so when it's all said and done it's all already been written furthermore the thing that may have broken you could be the very thing that makes another person go super saiyan so by all means live and let live if you like this episode or want to discuss it more, write the show at chatgoodvibes at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Once again, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe on the podcast app at Good Vibes with Robert Alexander. Or follow on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash alexander 7 And oh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and all the mother figures. Much love, much appreciation to you all. Hopefully this episode has inspired you to start a conversation with someone and continue to spread those good vibes. Bye.